Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Benito Skinner. I'm Mary Beth Barone. And this is Ride. Welcome back to the podcast. Oh my God. So something garish happened to me and I had to tell you about it. You have such incredible insights on straight men. I feel like I haven't really interacted with them since my in the closet days. Sure. So, but you, you know, you're with them all the time. Although Edward doesn't count. He doesn't British. count. And none of his friends are. I mean, they are, but like they're they're different. They're giving me like a lot of faith in what's to come. Sometimes it shocks me that he is straight. Like he's a straight man. Like it happens where he'll say something and I'm like, oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah. I could be like, she's actually really fit. And I'm like, oh shit. Oh fuck. British slang and into <laughs> <and> like Harney. <laughs> um, but recently I was on a flight and it was a one hour flight and I was at the aisle seat and this straight man was in the window and you know, 20 minutes into the flight, he's like, can I go to the bathroom and made everyone get up. And I was just like, you either, you better have to shite. I'm sure or this did. kiss better be pressing because a one hour flight and you're asking all of us to get up. Like that's crazy. Hold it. You know what? Be uncomfortable <laughs> for 20 fucking minutes. <laughs> Hold it like the rest of us do all day. Straight men and peeing though is such a funny relationship because they will just go whenever. You know, he just let it rip. Oh yeah, but they don't care. Like for me, if I like, if I'm in a rush to get somewhere, I feel like I don't have time to pee. Like I will of course wait, which I hate to delay that gratification because you know, I love peeing. Mm -hmm. But men just like, they just go. They're like, no, 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 we'll stop the whole group. Yeah, Whatever's going on, everybody stop what they're doing. We're not leaving yet. I have to pee. It's crazy, but I admire it in a way. I think that's like what yeah. we're all fighting for is to feel that we can do that as well. That we can do that. Yeah. There was something about him that was inspirational, I will say, but it's just hard Then I had to just stand the whole time while he was there and he, he was waiting in line to go in. Oh, so it's just like, you know, spent a lot of the, the flight on my, on, you on my spent feet. One third of the flight standing <laughs> on, on my feet. Sis. I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah. It was scary. It kind of gave me, you know, the ick for lack of a better term. Yeah. And that, you know what? That's okay. Sometimes mm-hmm. those things can surprise us, but yeah. speaking of being surprised, and speaking of straight men, I've once again had an interaction with a straight guy where I'm like, things are going to get better. I really believe that. <laughs> I, hey, it gets better. It gets better. So I was opening for Whitmer Thomas, who is fabulous. a fabulous, talented 
gorgeous human being. He's fabulous. He is fabulous, confirmed. Yeah. And we were in the green room. By the way, if you have the opportunity to see his hour, it's so fucking good. I don't know why you were going to be like, by the way, if you have like anybody, you can go to a green room. <laughs> There's something about- By the way, if you ever have the opportunity to be in a green room, green room take it. Take it, take it <laughs> please. You have to jump I can't at stress the chance. This enough. You're going to love it. Go see Whitmer's Hour wherever you can. It's so good. It's music. It's comedy. It's storytelling. It's like all of our favorite things. Of course. So he and I were in the green room and he was saying he listens to Ride. And he said he had some insights on light denim. So this is incredible. my ears perk up. Yeah. And he said something so profound because he's a skater. He skateboards. He talks about it in the show. And he said that skaters really brought light denim like mm -hmm. to the forefront yeah. and that skaters are always like a year or two ahead of denim trends. So when like baggy jeans and ripped jeans were big in like the grunge era, skaters started that. And then it like slowly sort of drips into fashion, yeah. straight jeans. If you think about like super, super skinny jeans, skaters wore it first and yeah. then people caught on. And then you think about how baggy jeans are really big right now. Mm -hmm. And those were big with skaters. And then now they're moving into, from what I've heard from the front lines, mm -hmm. a more tailored fit. So I think that's what we're going to be seeing a lot of soon. I can't wait. Wait, not you being a trend forecaster. No, okay, Shade. <laughs> you know I'm not trend forecasting. Skaters are. Skaters Don't are. shoot the messenger. Do you know what skaters and I have in common? What? We're both called yeah, that's awesome. Isn't that incredible? That's so cool. And that's like what skaters and gay people share is that like skaters always get shit for their fashion and they're like called faggots. I think they say faggot a lot too. Not Whitmer, but I think it is like a thing. But it's so funny he said that because he's so right. There's this incredible skate shop in Boise, Idaho. That's where I'm from. I mean, I have to talk about my hometown, hometown glory. Hometown hero. <laughs> totally. So it's called Prestige Skate Shops. Hey, Prestige, I know they're listening. And there <laughs> is this brand there called Polar Skate that they have. And Ooh, a little fun pun. Isn't that cool? That's one of the first <laughs> like high-waisted baggy light denim jeans that I bought like four or five years ago See? because it was really hard for me to find one that was wide enough that I wanted and still a little high waist. So I got it and I got on my longboard and I just, you know, I went you all the way home. Right out there. <laughs> yeah. I wanted a motorized Razor scooter so bad. My parents were like, absolutely not. I got rocked so hard on a Razor scooter. I was going downhill in my neighborhood and I hit a tiny like rivet or divot, whatever yeah. in the road. The front wheel caught. I flew so far. <gasps> I scraped my knee. Like I still have scars from it, but it was like a week before school started. So I'm like in my <laughs> skirt and white top. Do you know how I got these scars? Do you want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> Do you want to? You know how I got these scars on my razor scooter. Uh, yeah. I didn't step foot on a scooter after that because it was pretty traumatizing. But one yeah. thing I will say about skaters is like, I totally like love what you're doing counterculture. Like I'm mm -hmm. so here for it. I don't want the skateboard to hit me. Like when it flies mm -hmm. out from under your feet and like, uh -uh. that's just, I just like, because my bones are very fragile. Mm -hmm. They will break if you like blow on my leg too hard, my bone cracks. Yeah. So I just need you guys to be aware of that. The bones aren't good. They're, they're not good. Really I don't scary. like it. Some other updates. I'm trying to take six months off of drinking. Six months? Yeah, I'm trying. But it's we're been on like, tour. It's been like three weeks. I'm California sober. Oh, Weed gummies. Yeah. I have some like mushroom pills I might try. Oh, I'm wow. not like totally like groovy off girl. of it. I'm totally Ooh, groovy. groovy. Groovy chick. Wait, we're doing the peace sign over our eyes for those who can't see. Yeah. We don't want to talk about too much what you can't see. But <laughs> I saw this interview with Tom Holland that I found fascinating. So yeah. I just want to find alternative methods of like ramping up the party. If you know what I'm saying? Oh, of course. Yeah. And sometimes you can just do that based off your energy. Although there's something so scary about when someone's been really wild at something and you find out they were sober. That sounds terrifying. You're on the way home and someone goes, oh, well, they're sober. 
and you're like, my head cranks all the way around. Yeah. I go, they're what? But they could be on so much Coke, presumably. Yeah. So until you walked a mile of my hookahs. Until you walked a mile of my Solomons. <laughs> you did that shit. Don't throw stones. Don't throw stones. Do not throw stones. This is an electric opening. Yeah. We still got it, girl. We still got it. Other updates. Edward said to me the other day, he said, it's such a shame you didn't bring this up on Shakespeare adaptations. And I said, we have more episodes, babe. I'll bring yeah, it up on another one. We're still on air. He said the opening of Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet is the ultimate. I can see it now. Oh. Two houses, both alike in dignity. In fair Verona, where we set our scene. Can he open the London show? <laughs> yeah. Backstage on the God mic. Yeah, on the God mic. I'm, I'm Two ready. houses alike in dignity. And fair Verona. <laughs> in fair Verona. Halsey. We need Halsey no, to do come. do it as Emma Watson. And do Hopeless Fountain Kingdom. Two houses alike. In fair Verona. I've never seen a Starbucks before. That was me in Chicago. I've never seen a hot dog. Stop, my cheeks hurt. A deep dish. What's that? You know why I'm really taking six months off drinking? I've had too much seven deadly zins in <laughs> Wait, I'm it's finding becoming a out, problem. I'm finding out that seven deadly zins is at Costco, Kirkland's sister. <laughs> it's so, I'm so excited about that. Zins is everywhere. Oh yeah. I couldn't remember of this changing my mind that happened that was on such a grand scale. Yeah. And then I thought of it last night. I said, I need to bring that up tomorrow. Yeah. Remember when everyone just thought Britney Spears was insane for no reason? Yeah. And she like had the mental breakdown and the press just positioned it. I mean, the press spun like every story about her in the most like gruesome and like they traumatizing way. They her guts. Yeah. And yeah. exploitative. And then I remember when that documentary came out and it was like overnight, people just said, holy shit, I never thought about it like that. Yeah. And I feel like that was such like a collective like decision to be like, we need to protect her at all costs. Mm -hmm. I found that like really beautiful. It's interesting because it's like, I think a lot of women and queer people were understanding her Instagram as like her being eccentric. Cause like she is like, she's a Southern belle. Like she is, she's always been like fun and wild and experimental. And like, that's kind of like what, we love about Britney, like definitely a wild card in the most iconic way. And it was funny. That's how we're interpreting all of it. Like we're enjoying it. And it's fun. And then it's just like the other side of it is this very like dark, just she must be crazy. Lock her up. It's like, why? I think there's something it, it like gives comfort to people to say someone else is crazy because then it means they're not. She announced the announcement of that book. Oh. I, I couldn't in my wildest dreams, in my wildest dreams, predict what that announcement would be. And the fact that it's a book that we're getting. It's so amazing. I cannot, I literally, I want to go on a book tour for it. I can't wait to read it and hear like everything in her words. She's just posting what she wants to post and saying what she wants to say. I just think she's having fun with social media. No one wants to have fun with social media. She's not playing by the rules of the internet. And that's no. what scares people. That does scare people. We are also getting someone who's not like raised on the etiquette of the internet in a really iconic way. I think that's why I like, I always loved her Instagram. It was like, I don't give a fuck. And she doesn't to I'm this dancing day. in my house in cute fucking outfits and I'm just like going She's off and I'm doing fun. what I want. And all I want for Brittany is for her to have, like, I just want for her to have fun and be dancing because I know she loves dancing and be in Hawaii. And that's what we're getting. And I think that's beautiful. Yeah. That's all I want. Should we get into some new rides? I'm so excited for the rides today. Me too. Like I'm, I'm, to, I'm passionate. It's herstory. It's herstory. It is huge herstory episode. It's like pop. Oh well, not really my pop, god! But it's like I'm pop, just excited. Pop R and B, just like it's hip hop. This rap is like music. this is kind of music's biggest night. It's music's biggest night here on the podcast. I will be writing for fake pop songs, and I will be writing for Formula One racing. 
Kidding. <laughs> I'm riding for Lauren Hill. Oh yeah. Hijinks. I ride for hijinks. Totally. Hijinks are traditional family values. 100%. Have you ever thought of mixing aphrodisiac herbs with THC and having one of those and watching the prestige with your best friend, her boyfriend and your boyfriend who's asleep? Because guess what? We have got just the thing for you, me love. <laughs> it's called Via Hempco. Via Hempco is fabulous. I, I actually can't get enough. These gummies taste so good. They're so good. Do you hear how like impassioned I am? No, I, I know. And I've been eating them like a lot. No, and I was like, I was like, it was ganja. Like I was high. Our <laughs> comments during the prestige made no sense, which yeah. was like, oh, I was like, it's working. And we were both horny. So horny. <laughs> Biohemp's gummies can be purchased in all 50 states, finally. And it can be shipped discreetly to your door since they contain less than 0.3% Delta 9 on a dry weight basis. How much she weighs. <laughs> How much she weighs. That's Nina Drama. 0.3% Delta 9, me love. <laughs> Nina Drama. <laughs> That's Nina Drama going to her drug dealer. How much she weighs. <laughs> All products are third-party lab-tested, gluten-free, vegan, and non-GMO. Hi. Oh, Hi. About time. I love that. Thank you, Vaya. It's so fabulous. So head to ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A Hemp.com. And use the code RIDE to receive 15% off and get one free sample on any order. You must be 21 plus to enjoy. Obviously. And I just want to say that High Love, which is the one that we had, which is like, there are easier ways to tell us you love RIDE, Vaya. <laughs> They're medium strength THC gummies. So it's just like, it's just a fun, I just felt just like so good. And I ate like six popsicles. And free, so we felt so good and free. Yeah. At and one point I said, and that's on the prestige. And it was totally silent in the room. I mean, come on. I mean, it's the twist you never saw coming. <gasps> but I feel like also read the label because each thing is different. Each thing has a different purpose and a different level of THC, CBD and all that other stuff. So have fun with your Biohemp. We love you. Let us know how it goes. Send voice notes to your friends. Donja forever. Well, well, well. Baronies, you're not going to believe this, but this podcast is sponsored by Squarespace. Our favorites are back. God. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs like us and like you Baronies to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, oh yeah, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, on your terms. It's so easy to use. Even bimbos can do it. Trust me. Like us. Totally. You can sell custom merch and create a passive income stream that engages your audience and scales your brand. You can set up an online store. You can use their flexible website templates to get started. I mean... They have so many product offerings on Squarespace.com. No, it's like actually dizzying. Like Squarespace really is that girl and she's been that girl. And if I'm on a fabulous website, I love scrolling to the bottom and I say, oh, yeah, that's what they thought. Powered, Powered by, by Squarespace. Squarespace. Okay, so head to Squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, do you remember failure to launch of with SJP I and Optimum Economy? Of course I do. Go to Squarespace.com slash ride to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Hey, don't say we never did anything for you guys. <laughs> Saving you moolah, kid. I'm going to pee my pants. Thank you, Squarespace. <laughs> we love you so much. Thank you for your continued support. I mean, if all of our girls don't have websites by the fifth season of Ride, I'm scared that Squarespace is going to stop buying ads because everyone will have a website. We need to get the domain armyoflove.com, by the way. Okay, we're going to send an email. We're actually going to end the ad because we have to go send an email. Yeah. 
Love you, Squarespace, Thanks, forever Squarespace. and always. The Run for Revoke is where you'll meet all the most exciting people in fashion and culture. Hi, I'm Raul Lopez, and I have a brand name, Bluar. Peace and love. My name is Erica Badu, and I just made it to the Vogue podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Florence Pugh. I'm in London, and I'm chatting some stuff. (laughs) (laughs) On the podcast, you'll learn how Vogue really works. Sometimes we'll come in for a second or even third run through until we are... AWOC and then can we, you tell us what AWOC means I feel like I shouldn't like should I it's it's out there. It, it means um AWOK and yeah. a winter okay <laughs> I'm Cho Minardi and I'm Chloe Mal and we're the hosts of the run through with Vogue where fashion and culture collide join us it's AWOC listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts Wait, where are we going? Who cares? Ride. So, fake pop songs. There is something chemical, scientific about pop music. We've always known this. I mean, Teenage Dream, you want to talk about the history books. Something chemical happens to me when I when it gets to that second part, hands on me, skin tight jeans. I'm done. Where do I even begin? Today I'm writing for fake pop songs. And by that I mean We've all seen a TV show or a film where there is some kind of fake fictionalized pop star and that pop star has a song and we're supposed to hear that song and think she's down bad. She's not good. She's sold out. She's a flop. And instead I watch it and the queer community watches it and the dolls watch it. And we're like, that's one of the best songs I've ever heard in my fucking life. Yes. So it's hard to even know like where to begin, but I'm just going to give you a bunch of examples because I can't think of one where I didn't love the song and listen to it every day. A Star is Born, Gaga. So obviously that movie has, you know, Shallow. You and I sing Shallow every day. Every morning. Every morning. But that movie has a lot of fake. I mean, it was like almost a full album of fake pop songs. Fake pop, but some were supposed to be good. And then some were supposed to seem a little bit more like- Like she sold out. Vapid sellout pop. Yeah. Let me just tell you, when I was in the theater and I heard, why did you do that Mm. for the first time? Mm. Mm -hmm. Everything else, I was like, oh, that was beautiful. Chills. Hair, body, face. Chills. These songs. So it was under Ally, Ally, and it was performed by Lady Gaga. On Saturday Night Live. On Saturday Night Live with red hair. With Alec Baldwin hosting. Oh, God. Is there anything better? Is there anything better? And obviously... Everyone loved these songs. There was something about it that I think pop in a good way has become more, you know, autobiographical or people have experimented with. Pop is very different. It's not the kind of sugary bubblegum pop that we maybe used to get or grew up with in the early 2000s. Now it's a little bit darker and moodier and and slower at times. But this brought me back. I was thinking that's, that's Stephanie Germanotta, but it's not. I mean, it's like a character, but... It was very first it's Lady fame. Gaga album. It's the fame, certainly. It feels a little bit like the fame, but hair, body, body. face. <laughs> There's something about just saying, your friends are in the other room. Heard every cruel thing they say. 
<laughs> Think about that for two seconds. I love these songs. I love these songs. Yeah, I have to know that these songs are made by geniuses. So, yeah. But I think it's funny, like geniuses being like, oh God, okay, we kind of have to make this song that sounds like she's a sellout. And instead they make a banger. Total banger. And all the gays are like, yes, motherfucker. <laughs> like, what love I love it. about that is that like those songs can exist in the real world, even if it's yeah. under, you know, Alley or whatever. Yeah, but so it's they like, crushed it. we get to enjoy that too. Yeah. Not just the people in that cinematic universe. We get to be, it's the multiverse. We get to, have that song now forever from Ali, Lady Gaga. Like we get to get new Gaga songs and these ones. Oh my God. I believe Mark Ronson produced these. I think uh, Diane Warren wrote a few of them. She did. I wonder if Blood Pop did anything. I don't know. We don't fact check on this pod, which I think is cool. Well, what's also great about these is that sometimes you'll get songs from people who you don't even think of as singers. For example, Bradley Cooper. Yeah. And there's so many great examples of this. So the other two. Yeah. Leland wrote some fake pop songs for that. Oh God. And they're incredible. And they're so funny. Yeah. Also the movie pop star never stops stopping. Mm. There's a song in that Hits. movie that is supposed to, I mean, it is funny. It's like, it's the one about bin Laden mm -hmm. where it's like, my girl asked me to fuck her like the U S government fuck bin Laden. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's, actually just so good. No, it's like, it, it's, it's a really good song. Yeah. And this sort of veers into like the Hannah Montana of it all, which oh. is that all those songs from Hannah Montana are also Miley free Miley Cyrus songs. I did want to talk about the fact that I do think Miley Cyrus is a pioneer in this field. The Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus world, Miley Stewart and Hannah Montana. Those songs, I mean, unbelievable. We get the best of both worlds. If we were a movie. Rock star. I might even be a rock star. And then there's like the the ones that are sort of borderline, like seven things. I don't even know if that was like in no. maybe the Hannah Montana movie or something. Well, but that's her playing with perception and reality. And she's always done this. She's always done this because a few years ago, we got a new Miley song on Black Mirror. Oh my God. Ashley, Ashley O. Oh. I'm on a roll. And you, it's a Nine Inch Nails song. It's literally my favorite thing I've ever hey, heard. Hey, I'm life. a hoe. I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. I literally, the first time I heard I it, I went, about this that. is my favorite song I've ever heard in my life. It's so good. It is so good. And you know, the funny thing is, again, this was them trying to be like a pop star sold out. I think this song was made by like, it was supposed to be like AI had made it, which but AI a, could never make it. It is a, a real like song. Oh my God. It's good. Because also Miley has an incredible voice. All these, I mean, Gaga, like, are you kidding? So <laughs> I think just every time they think these songs will like tell us something else. And I don't know if I've ever fully been like, well, that's. Bad. I guess Starsborn did a good job because it was so different than what she was starting with. So I'm like, I get that like someone now maybe is controlling her and the music sounds different. But Ashley O, I was like, this is an absolute fucking a banger. I still listen to it to this day. It is. Oh my God. I, I'm going to play it right after this. It's so good. And it won't stop. The pop songs keep happening. So we got one on The Idol. Infamous. By Lily Rose Depp, there is a song called World Class Sinner slash I'm a Freak. Duality, and that's us. I heard it in a Parker Soul Cycle class. Of course I did. Of course you did. It is, baby, it's hard to see. And this is supposed to be, it's in the first episode, I think, or maybe the second episode. And it's supposed to be like, she has the song that's a hit, but like she doesn't feel it because it feels soulless. Um, and there are some like iconic lyrics in this. Like, I'm just looking for someone to bang. I mean... You've got, hey, you've got my attention. I like when pop songs are literal. Idol, hey, Idol, you did it. I you don't got need my nuance. Attention. Make it literal. No. Tell me what you're saying. So saddle up for the rodeo. That's what she says. So this has been the latest pop song that was made for something where I think they thought they were saying something different, but 
they hit me right where I wanted it. Absolutely. It, I am blasting they know what this they're in doing. the car. And at first Terry was like a little hesitant. He was like, oh, I don't know if I like love that song. I played it on the way to Starbies one morning. And it was hitting just right. He was cruising down Los Feliz Boulevard, whipping his hair. Wow. I'm just a freak. Yeah. You know I want that. These are going to play before every ride show now, by the way. Oh, we have to add them. Mm -hmm. We have to add them. I added World Class Center slash I'm a Freak. The people that make these songs do have a challenge because the songs have to be catchy and they sort of have to be good on the level of pop music. So like you said, it's like for Allie, it wasn't that the songs were bad. It was just mm -hmm. that it was clearly not with the same sort of vibe as like her earlier music. Yeah. So someone tweeted when A Star Is Born came out. This was October 9th, 2018. Mm -hmm. Gaga Daily tweeted. Gaga Daily. Shout out Gaga Daily. I'm serious. <laughs> I love you. Shout out Gaga Daily. It says me bopping to why did you do that? Knowing it's intended to be bad. Diane Warren replies, mm -hmm. the person that wrote it going, that was not the intention, actually. <laughs> Wait, I'm obsessed. It's just meant to be different. It's not meant to be bad. And these are songs that they nailed it. I'm going to rock out to. They nailed it. I wish Gaga would do one of those on a show, but I think she's she's very method. So I think she's like those songs are Separate that's Ali and that's not appropriate. And Shallow is like something it turned into something bigger. But yeah, I can't think of a soundtrack that nailed it harder than that movie because the actual song Shallow is now a classic. I mean, it's like so good. everyone who runs a karaoke bar, they, you bring, up, you bring up Bradley Cooper, Mark Ronson, Lady Gaga, they'll punch you in the throat. They'll say, get the fuck out of here. They're so sick of girls going, ah, badly, badly as well. Oh, another one. Get into the Greek. Rose Byrne. My posy. Oh my God. She's talking, and at the That's end, she a goes, deep cut. I'm talking about my asshole. <laughs> that's <laughs> like when I, I knew said, what Tell my, me what you mean. That's what I knew what my humor was. That video, my posy, my posy. <laughs> is it Rose Byrne? Yeah. Yeah. One of the great comedic actresses of our time. She's incredible. She's this amazing. Is, this song, and again, they were like, oh, you know, this is supposed to be bad pop. But I will say, I agree that it's like, that's not really the intention. It's like, it is supposed to also feel within the world of like this. Cause sometimes music is, you know, like the lyrics are a choice. Are that. Yeah. They're that. Sometimes music can be like that. The thing for them is like restraint. It's mm -hmm. like to make something a little bit more simple and formulaic, more like just the brain understands this as a hit and this is a melody and a harmony. But I just... These songs and there's something about them also, they feel like forbidden fruit. It's like, you know, it's, it's like, a privilege to get to listen to them is a privilege. It's such a freaking privilege. And oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. This went viral. Josie and the Pussycats. Stop. Don't leave the studio. Don't we have to leave the studio? Josie and the Pussycats, I want to say rivals A Star is Born. I for and you know what? I completely best agree. Best fake pop songs. <gasps> oh, and Freaky Friday. Sorry. You're the, the ultimate. ultimate. It's automatic. Yeah, it's I'm sure of it. I don't know all the words. I think that the Josie and the Pussycats movie from the 2000s is probably one of the most underrated comedies because it was female led. Mm -hmm. We have Rachel Lee Cook. We have Tara Reid. We have Rosario Dawson. We oh. have Alan Cumming, Parker Posey. I mean, we also have a group. Carson uh, Daly playing Carson Daly. Carson Daly. Playing the titular if, Carson Daly. If Carson Daly is in something playing Carson Daly. I'm going to love it. I am. <laughs> total, total Request, request live. live. More like Total Request Dead. 
The movie is incredible. The conspiracy theory, it's conspiracy theory. I'm mm-hmm. not going to say anymore. And I feel like we not enough people really, we should mm-hmm. and bring what we both love about it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like- Something tells me we love the same things. Yeah. I love that. Kill the prime minister of Malaysia Kill. aspect of it. Oh, totally. It's very and Zoolander I, and in that way. I, I don't know which came first. I don't know which came first, genuinely. But we'll, we won't look it up. It's fine. Again, another philosophical, have- <laughs> philosophical question for the Veronis. I have facts on the pod today, so I don't want to. I don't want to bring up too many facts, or else people will get they'll crash get, their cars. They'll get dizzy. Yeah. I just think like Blasty songs. Obviously, we'll put all of them in Ride the Pod. If you're not following, you're only getting half the story. We'll put all of them in the story, and and maybe do even a swipe. Like I'll send to you, Mary Beth, and you can post these songs. Everyone who's making them, you're so talented, and you're just nailing it even harder than I think maybe you even thought you did because these songs are. It's hitting the masses and it's very art pop because it's like you're doing this and they're successful in the show and then they are successful like out at Soul Cycle classes. What could be better gays, than that? <laughs> gays love trash. They do. We just love it. It's not trash. It's art. And it's really like carefully crafted art that just something about these songs. But it is forbidden fruit because it's like you're not supposed to like love it. And I'm like, I do. Hey, Mary Beth, do you think I'm a good driver? I do. I mean, you're not in it for speed. Love you, kid. Young people, especially those who recently got their driver's licenses, are four times more likely to get in a car accident than those of older generations. No, this makes sense to me. It's like they're on their phones, they're on TikTok, they're being creative geniuses. Um, They're doing get ready with me's. We don't need all of them, but we do need some. It makes sense. These phones, they have so much info and it can feel so important while you're driving a car. But let me just tell you, put the phone down. It's not worth your life. Focus on the road, kid. Do something.org, a nonprofit that fuels young people to change the world. Looking at you, Gen Zers. How right is this? How right Woo! is this? Is taking a front seat and educating and equipping you and your friends to combat distracted driving. We ride for you talking to your friends about their driving habits. What have we always said? No, we really value driving safely. It's like, it's not just, it's not just Gen Z, unfortunately. Hey, I'm sorry. My thing is, it's like, if you're driving like that, I'm like, what if there are other people in the car? But also you're precious too. Stop driving like that. There are babies on board. Totally. And there's other people on the road. Through DoSomething.org's Break It Down campaign, which I mean, break it, B-R-A-K-E. I mean, just- Wordplay, re- don't even get me totally started. Totally fabulous. The gay guy who thought of that, you're the best. You can take a quiz to uncover your besties driving habits. Ooh, we're doing this. Oh my Sorry, God. we're doing this. I'm sending this to Terry. Chill out, kid. Wait, whether they're a daredevil or a passenger princess, you'll get customized tips and advice to keep them safe on the road. Oh my God. Hi everyone. My name is Benito Skinner and I'm a passenger princess. <laughs> so visit dosomething.org slash ride to participate in the Break It Down campaign and be entered for the opportunity to earn a $2,000 scholarship. Who doesn't want that? This makes me so happy. Our girl's getting educated and being safe on the road. Now that's ride. It's fabulous. Thank you, dosomething.org. Just like you, we value safe driving. We really appreciate your efforts. It reminds me of the Britney Spears song where she goes, why don't you do something? Our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it literally every day, Mary Beth. What about you, my good sis? I do too. And I gave AG1 a try because I just wanted something that was like an all-in-one solution that supports my entire body and covers my nutritional bases every day. So I drink AG1 before my coffee, before I work out in the morning, and it just makes me feel so ready to take on the day. Can you imagine that I drink mine after my coffee? Isn't that cool (gasps) that it's very personal to us? 
To each their own, me love. Exactly, me love. I really love it because I get stressed by all the things I think I'm supposed to take. So it's nice to just have it in one drink, one fell swoop, one big old chug, and I'm ready to go, mama. Ready to take on the day. And I also just think it's nice to have one thing you do per day that's just like for your body because your body is the temple. Do one thing every day that scares you and drink AG1 every single day. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash ride pod. Someone literally DM'd ride the pod and goes, I don't feel like looking it up. What's your guys AG1 link? And I respected that so much because we're not facts-based. I replied. So just for the girls in the back, that's drinkag1.com slash ride pod. Check it out. Check it out. Join us. Literally AG1 check. AG1 check. Thanks, AG1. We love you, AG1. Thank you for keeping our baronies healthy and gorgeous. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I'm glad you brought up Stars Born and karaoke because that gets directly into my ride. I know. So I'm riding for Lauren Hill oh, on the pod I, today. Wow. My heart, my heart is beaming. I just want to quickly get this out because I know you have facts to so just I like, have a lot of facts that totally. people are gonna be so shocked. If by. anyone deserves facts, hard facts, it's Lauren Hill, Ms. Lauren Hill. I saw her live once and it was so I don't even know how to describe it, just very majestic, peaceful. Unbelievable. I was absolutely mesmerized. She's a total professional. She Really is. And such grace. She has had such an impact on culture. Yeah. And with one album. With one studio album. So my journey with Lauryn Hill began when I was about four or five years old. So my two favorite songs when I was four were Black Hole Sun Mm -hmm. and Killing Me Softly. Wow. By the Fugees. I think mine was like, I'm a bitch and oops. Absolutely. And those are two amazing ones as well. (laughs) You put those two songs together. What do you get? Benny drama. <laughs> you put Black Hole Sun and Killing Me Softly together and you get Mary Beth Mary Barone. Beth Barone. Of course. So I remember hearing the voice of an angel and I was like, wow, this is incredible. This is an incredible song. Every mm-hmm. time it came on the radio, I was like, mom, it's, blast this shit. I wonder if Rolling Stone has put it on. I assume it's like one of the best songs of all time. That's got to be a top 10. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's like that world-class center. I'm a freak. And totally. Then, and and then, then why did you do that? <laughs> exactly. So I remember then after that happened, after that song came into my life Mm -hmm. in 1998, my sister, one of the benefits of having an older sister in the nineties had a CD called the miseducation of Lauren Hill. (gasps) And the cover is a desk that's been like etched into. 
It's a perfect album cover. It's a, it's a perfect album cover and, and perfect it's a perfect album. album. Yeah. So I remember that I wasn't allowed to listen to every song on the album because maybe some of the songs had some themes that I like wasn't ready to hear at age seven. Mm-hmm. Although for someone that likes killing me softly, you know, I was an old soul. Of course. Of course. You are an old soul. I really am. Yeah. So I loved listening to the songs that I was allowed to listen to. And in between some of the songs, there's like, there's interludes where people are chatting and it's sort of like kids' voices and they're talking about things like love and dating and and all that stuff. I've always been such a fan. I was obsessed with that album. My karaoke song is Doo-Wop That Thing by Lauryn Hill. Oh, wow. And so I can rap the whole thing. I don't know, something even at that age, because I was like love obsessed and, you know, Mm. I had crushes on people from way too young of an age where it like sort of consumed all my waking thoughts. Of course. But I just felt like that album has so many like layers to it and I now can appreciate it even more as an adult. There's that song like To Zion, which is such a beautiful song about when she became pregnant with her first child. And then there is X Factor, which has been sampled so many times. And then we have Everything is Everything. We have Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. Mm. I mean, it's like it's hit after hit and you will enjoy listening to this album so much. So some people sort of probably noticed after her first album came out, she sort of like withdrew from public life a little bit. And I wanted to read more about that because at the time you really only had the press to believe when people would withdraw from public life. Well, And people get really pissed about it because they're like, wait, what? You had fame and you left? Like you didn't. They don't understand (laughs) it. Yeah. You didn't build a brand. There was this rumor back in the 90s that Lauren Hill had said that she would rather have children starve than have white people buy her albums. It turns out that was a rumor started by a radio DJ. Now, radio DJs are supposed to be using their powers for good, not evil. As I did in college. As you did. So Lauren Hill came out and addressed that rumor. I wanted to like do some research to make sure that we weren't going against the singer's wishes. Mm -hmm. She said a couple of years ago, some kid had heard that I'd said I didn't want white people to buy my records. And that really, really hurt me a great deal because I like to think my music is really universal. She told MTV in 1998. And I've been everywhere and I have fans everywhere. But because of some rumor that, you know, some radio personality chose to say on his radio show, he had a bunch of people believing something that they'd never seen or never heard, but just heard a rumor. And that was very damaging to her career. Well, I hope he's in prison. Me too. And it's good to set the record For straight. For libel. Don't ever go against Miss Lauren Hill again. Seriously. Or I'll come for you, buddy. Fucker. 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 <laughs> no, but for real, don't don't put words in people's mouths. Well, don't spread lies. Also, I just will say, like, it's so weird to me when articles just, like, take something and get people all fired up. And it's, like, not what the person said. Like, don't do that. It's really, like, you're going to hell. You're going to hell. You're going to meet Lucifer. Well, I hate liars. Say hi to Nancy Reagan for me. <laughs> I just want to read some of the facts from her Wikipedia page. Our first facts here on Ride. Our first facts ever on Ride the Pod. So the first single released from her debut album, Doop That Thing, debuted at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Other charted singles were like X Factor, Everything and Everything to Zion, things like that. So at the night- Me Softly isn't on there? Well, that was Fuji's. Oh God, so sorry. what a lot yeah, of people yeah. don't even realize is that the first act of her career was to be in the Fugees. Yeah. But she and Wyclef had a romantic relationship. I did so the band that. broke up, yeah. which is so obviously that's like m- musical legacy, yeah. you know, is to like, it's like Fleetwood Mac. There's always something going on yeah. in the band. I assume two of the 18s fucked. Oh, for sure. I hope. Hey, and S Club Seven. Hopefully, if anyone listening was in the band Eighteens, let us know. Let us know. Send us. A, send us a little note. I had such a crush on like kind of all of them. Oh yeah. Well, the Abateens. 
which we love. It was the ABBA generation, <laughs> the new generation of ABBA, 18s. They were <laughs> AI. Gen, I know, but they probably still fucked. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. So Lauren Hill in the run up to the 1999 Grammy Awards became the first woman to be nominated in 10 categories in a single year. Wow. So Jesus. that's huge. Well, rightly so. During the ceremony, Hill broke another record by becoming the first woman to win five times in one night taking home awards for album of the year, best R&B album, best R&B song, best female R&B vocal performance and best new artist. I know I have that, chills. I know there's that photo where she's holding all of them. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean, I, they Grammys die for that photo. She showed up on music Vegas night and she absolutely took it home. God. It's amazing. It's incredible. It's, she was an actress first. She was actually in sister act. Mm -hmm. I I'm, believe that was the first I thing. I can't even, I'll, I'll start crying. That movie raised me in sister act two. Sometimes sequels can be even better. Lauren Hill was in Sister Act, an amazing actress. And she turned down acting roles in the following movies. The remake of A Star is Born, Dream Girls, which was later the role later played by Beyonce. Oh my Charlie's God. Angels, the part went to Lucy Liu eventually. Whoa. She turned these down. The Bornt Identity. The Bornt? The She's Mexican. Born Identity. Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolutions. I wanted you to name one movie that sucked, but no, you didn't. You, can't. you actually only, those are top 10 classics. Every single movie you named is like murals they paint on like movie theaters that kind of have, they need a fresh coat of paint. A fresh coat of paint, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. could say. Yeah. So she had this explosive career and she's just like so well regarded by everyone in the industry because she's so fucking talented. So in the year 2000, she dropped out of the public eye due to the pressures of fame. Uh -huh. She later described this period in her life and I fucking love this so much. This is a direct quote. She's talking to Essence Magazine. Yeah. People need to understand that the Lauren Hill they were exposed to in the beginning was all that was allowed in that arena at that time. I had to step away when I realized that for the sake of the machine, I was being way too compromised. I, get, I just got chills again. Ugh. I felt uncomfortable about having to smile in someone's face when I didn't really like them or even know them well enough to like them. She said, I'm not going to be fake. No. Imagine having that awareness about yourself at such a young stage in your career and just be like, I'm out actually. What a true icon, not only of obviously artistry, but also of just like knowing yourself and restraint and being like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't, it's, it's very Kim Cattrall. I don't put myself in any situation I don't want to be in. She also has a very iconic quote about tax evasion. <laughs> when I was working consistently without being affected by the interferences mentioned, I filed and paid my taxes. This only stopped when it was necessary to withdraw from society in order to guarantee the safety and well-being of myself and my family. She said, I wasn't participating in society. Why the fuck should I have to pay taxes? Like, I'm sorry, but like- Legend living. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. I just found all of her like ethos and everything she's about. I just like, I mean, one, she's just a talent and she did one second album on MTV Unplugged. She gave the world what she wanted to give. And now she performs sometimes, but she had to take that time off to like preserve herself. Yeah. And I just think that's incredible. I think so too. It's like, I do think there's something interesting about people who- are maybe thinking about fame in different ways and actually thinking about like what their output is. What we're seeing right now, I think, is Doja Cat kicking back against fans because yeah. she's like, you guys aren't my friends. The parasocial relationships with celebrities is something that's definitely like kind of under a microscope right now or yeah. reevaluating it. Well, people and feel like they're owed something. They do. They, they feel, feel like entitled. That, that is too far. Fans obviously are the ones who stream the music and buy the tickets and all and this. And buy the and, merch. And, and, and feel like an emotional connection to whatever you're doing. But- I think, I think we forget that, yeah, they don't have to do it. Like you, if you don't want to make something also, I want every artist I'm listening to. I'm like, I don't want you forced into an album. No, if you wanted to make that and that like 
fed your gorgeous soul. Then do it. But if not, I think, yeah, I think also like artists are put in such a bad position now because they have to be so accessible. Mm -hmm. Whereas like in the nineties, you didn't have social media. So it's like, if someone wanted to withdraw, they really could do that. And now I feel like it's, it's a lot harder to be at the top of your game and say, I, for my own soul and my, like my life and my family, I need to just stop. Mm -hmm. It's really sad that it gets that point because of all the pressures and being followed and being accosted everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. But I just think it's like, I'm so f- thankful for the work that she did and the performances that she continues to do. Yeah. And she's had a really big cultural impact. She was a huge pioneer of the natural hair movement for black women. Mm-hmm. And that's also referenced on her Wikipedia page mm-hmm. and a huge musical reference for so many artists oh, like I mean, yeah, Dua Lipa, SZA, yeah. Drake, Cardi B, like so many people just cite her and sh- and she was able to do that with a body of work that she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And then she said, okay, now I'm done giving that's you- it giving you all my blood, sweat and tears. And not to say that she doesn't still do that because the album's out and you can mm-hmm. listen to it. And I hope people do. Cause I don't know if she's as known in this next generation, but like without her, like the, the landscape of music would be different. And I mm-hmm. just think like, she's just she, fucking incredible. By her own rules, her she way. She wanted to make art and she wanted to make trouble and she, she fucking paced out. And she, and she did both. She did both. I love her so much. I love her so much. Do the thing. And Really be true to yourself. She's not new to this. No. She's true to this. Oh, wow. And, and with that, let's get into Ride or Die. You know what you are, Mary Beth? Bisexual? Well, yeah. But you're also my Ride or Die. Ride or Die. <sighs> I ride so hard for fake pop songs. I'm just, I, I feel really lucky that we have them. I guess today is really about gratitude because I feel lucky for fake pop songs. I'm glad we're still making referential art that's a reflection of the culture, but also a critique of the culture in some Mm. ways, but it's giving us just more to listen to, more to bop to. I guess I'm in sort of a lull with music right now. I feel like I'm just sort of playing the Japanese house album over and over and over. And I don't know what that says about my mental health. It's good to dig back into the archives and just enjoy pop, enjoy songs that make you feel good and albums. I think that's another thing. We don't have as much album appreciation now. Oh, totally. And it's we need the, to. The viral TikTok songs. Music is interesting. Seconds. The landscape is always changing. I obviously write for Lauren Hill. I mean, I feel like her music impacted everything and it touched everything. Everything is everything. And everything is everything all at once, everywhere, all at once. And I think she, she's like, a, she's a total inspiration also of like really, listening to yourself and not feeling pressured by other people. I think it's easy to feel pressured or like you have to deliver or you're letting people down, but sometimes in forcing things you're, you let yourself down and then you can't live with yourself. Yeah. I think, especially for an artist like that. So you I so respect what can. she did. And I think it's important. Like artists don't owe us anything. So whatever they feel vulnerable enough to give us, what a gift, be what it gift. fake pop songs or, or the best album of all time, the Miseducation of, of One of the greatest records I mean, ever created. Also, I want to say there's so much more to her story that we couldn't get to today. Well, yeah, but I wanted pod. to highlight like just all the things that I saw that I was like, holy shit. The album and tax evasion. And tax evasion. <laughs> yeah. And owning it and saying, whatever. Yeah. Fuck you. She paid it back. She did her time. You know what? I don't, I think going to jail was a little bit probably not necessary. I don't think but we need to put Lauren Hill in jail. No. But, okay. No. So I just want to say like today's all love. And thanks for listening. It's all love and it's all gratitude. Hair. Body. Body. Face. Your friends are in the other room. I heard every cruel thing they said. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Oh, my exit. Benny, babe, eyes on the road. 
note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.